Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all. And therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Jonathan Pierce. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And friends. <laughs> JP. The mad side of genius. And T. Good to meet you, love. The football friendly. Hello, everybody. Welcome to JP and T, the football friendly. After the day when we saw the future of Portuguese football as the past looked on from. The dugout, Ronaldo left out and Gonzalo Ramos comes in and scores a hat-trick. What a sensational story it was and it was wonderful to be there, Terry. I, the atmosphere was, when they saw Ronaldo, you know, it, all the, um, the fans over here that don't come from Portugal, I'm not calling them false fans because they were fans of Portugal, They were every time they saw mm-hmm. a picture of Ronaldo, a roar in the noise was unbelievable at that Lusail Stadium. But they were making noises that weren't natural football noises. This is a matinee idol. This is the one they came to see. He came on. He didn't do much. And uh, the, the new heroes emerged. It was fantastic to be there, to be honest. I, you, you said that uh, <laughs> last last night um, on the Jumbotron. It was so funny when he got the hat-trick and uh, you commentating on that game. <laughs> when he gets his hat-trick. Right, and I thought after we did the podcast, the sneezing. 
yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> you got your actual, you got your ball, you've lost your ball. And then <laughs> you go on to commentate on that game and wow, wasn't he wasn't he something else? He was. That's the youngest player that scored a hat trick in sixty years. Um I didn't know it at the time, I now know it and um uh, you know, it, it's he's the youngest scorer of a World Cup knockout match for Portugal since Eusebio in 1966, the great Eusebio. But what tickled me, you know, at the other end of the scale, Pepe, 39 years, 283 yeah. days, second oldest goal scorer in the World mm -hmm. Cup history behind Roger Miller, who was 42 at least. And um, it was, I thought Pepe was immense. I thought, you know, we're talking about Gonzalo Ramos, he was immense. And Ronaldo, it's interesting to see the, the managers said today, He's known Ronaldo since he was 19. Asked about his future in the tournament. That has to be defined, he said. That has to be defined. You mm -hmm. can't change the team. So they've no. always scored a hat-trick. I felt sorry for him that he's got a hat-trick. As he's, as he's been substituted, the fans didn't give him the acclaim he needed. It was all about Ronaldo. It was all about Ronaldo. And then at the end, right, the, all the Portuguese players went to the, port, the genuine Portuguese fans behind the goal. And Ronaldo's off down the tunnel. He needs to get his head right. He can play a major role in this tournament from the bench. You know, as Ian Wright Correct. said, he could he could come on and score the winning goal in the final. But he needs to get his head right and accept that his days as Ronaldo's central stage player are coming to an end if they're not at an end. And it happens to every player. I was with Martin Keown last night and um, doing the commentary, and Martin said he felt as fit as a fiddle. He, he, he was way out. He was 38, I think he, Martin told me he was at the time. Still playing, felt as fit as a fiddle. And then... Bang, he didn't. Mm. And it's that quick. It's yeah. that quick for some of them. Suddenly the legs have gone. Mm. And it's very, you know, very difficult to accept. It goes. And Yeah, see see the half chance he had, you know, when they played it over the halfway line, and it was it the Ronaldo of yesteryear would have gone on and, and beaten the defender to it and gone on and scored a goal. He couldn't get there. And uh, it's the, it's that quick movement as well. Mm. Mm. We've said before on the podcast, when it just runs away from you, you have to react and get the ball back, bring it under control again. Can't do it. And you know, he's still good in the air, but He's, he, he wants to carry on as long as Messi wants to carry on, obviously. And I, look, I, how fortunate am I being at this World Cup? I've seen, in one World Cup, I've seen Messi score, Ronaldo score and Bappe score at one World Cup. Mm -hmm. You know, and I haven't been at an England game, but I've watched them like the rest of you have on television. I've watched it here on television with the BBC or ITV feed and... So we're seeing a, we're seeing an England team that's got through to a quarter final with a genuine chance. So on the field of play, it's turning into the World Cup. We hoped it would. Off the field of play, I'm sorry, there's still questions to be answered here. Let's not forget that. But on the field of play, what a quarter final lineup! Netherlands just cruising through against Argentina, Messi, England against France. That's a blockbuster. That's a blockbuster for all years. That one. Croatia against Brazil, who were brilliant the other night. Unbelievable. And then you've got Morocco against Portugal. And you tip Morocco been, to go through? I've been waiting for it. I've been waiting for it. Yeah, I just knew it. I just knew. And if you watch the game, you know, they haven't got, they haven't really got much in attack, you know, to, to, to nail a team. But if their whole plan is just to wear the team down, get a draw and go to penalties, well, they did it last night, didn't they? I mean, they really just did not let them through. And I thought they looked rather festive in their, in their green and red. And they've kept six clean sheets in seven games. The only goal they've conceded in that time is an own goal. So, yeah. Um, yeah. You know. I, I did say this. They're a strong, strong team. Got some great players in there. Um, but it's the finish. You know, if they if they had a if they had a, a Ramos um, striker, Portugal, not Ramos, old Spanish defender. Um, I think it might be a different story. But they haven't got that at the moment. But 
<laughs> just see what's going to go forward. But it was incredible to see six goals. I never would have thought it would be six goals. I thought it would be a much more cagey affair than that. Um, the, um, it was sad to see um, uh, Busquets go out the way he did. You know, 17 appearances in the World Cup. That equals a Spanish record. And then he missed that third and final penalty, didn't yeah. he? So... It was a little bit sad, but they, they just pass and pass and pass and pass and pass, Spain. They don't go anywhere with it. No, you know. no. Uh, Olmo, uh, at the front there, I'm not sure about him um, uh, as a powerhouse for Spain. And then you've got Morata. There's no... It's no I, I think Spain will come good in, in the next tournaments, you know, maybe in a couple of years, but they don't have any actual flaring powerhouse at the front, do they? Out and out. No, I'm surprised he didn't start. I'm surprised he didn't start Morata because he's, you know, he's had a decent World Cup. He scored here, and he has. Um, but um, you know, there Is you are. They've gone. They've got. I just, I just thought that they were. Um, I just thought that over the, the tournament they ground themselves slowly to a heart after that mm. unbelievable whiz bang start, and um, I just think they teams worked them out and. You know the youngsters ran out of energy, and 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 there you go. They they they've gone out, and Morocco, the fourth African nation, first from the north of the continent, by the way, Terry, to reach the last day of the, uh, the tournament. It's twelve years after Ghana did so in South Africa, and Africa needed uh, the African Confederation needed a quarterfinal. They had to get a quarterfinalist. I mean, last year, last time around in Russia, it was the quarterfinal. I think it was all Europeans, was it? But now there's a better mix in there. There's an African team in there. There are the two. Yep. South American teams in there as well. So it's better for world football, I guess. But Africa desperately needed a team to go through. Now they're up against Portugal. We've seen them rapidly improve as the tournament's gone on. And that was a proper Portugal last night. You know, they, they if England beat France, yeah. then it'd be Portugal. And that, yeah. you know, and wouldn't, wouldn't it be just like Ronaldo to come off the bench and score against England if it happens? But, uh, there you are. We'll wait and see. It's England got to get through France. Should we talk about England France in a second That's, after the that, break? That, yeah, we will do. Just what you just said there. That's a story of every every. Uh, there's a certain bracket of fans in 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 this country that would have the the opposing player that used to pay for you come on and score against you. you know, <laughs> it always happens, doesn't it? Right. Okay. Let's take a break, and uh, I'll see you. Uh, I'll see you in. I'll see you just outside the kennel. JP and T, the football friendly. Welcome back to JPNT, the football friendly. Um, over here in Qatar, we have a, a World Cup roundup little newspaper that's sent out by the BBC to everyone at the the BBC. For the first day here, there's nothing about England in that newsletter. Is that a good thing or is that a bad thing? We've got in a little what bit respect? About... How does this newsletter work? Sorry, it, it's, it's just explain, it's just Jonathan, some, some very very hard working sub editors. Round up the day before's game. They look forward to the next 
the next day's game, well, obviously we haven't got any games today. Then they'll give you an update about England, what's happening there and, and uh, what's happening back at home as well. So this morning's newsletter has um, the fact that Skint. Michael O'Neill is going back to Northern Ireland for a second stage. Is he? It's got, yeah, it's got a little bit about Cam Devlin of Australia, who didn't play a minute here. But um, he left. He left with Messi's shirt. It's a lovely story, that actually. Go. You know, he did. He, go, I go, watched. Tell it. Us, tell I, us. As, as he came, I, I was watching it, and all the players are milling around Messi, but no one's actually going near him. And then this this, this substitute who, who never played, I saw him ask. I saw him say something to Messi, and Messi went sort of afterwards and pointed at the tunnel. And there you are. That's what happened. He went, he went in the tunnel and he gave him his shirt. So this kid who didn't play any football actually got Messi's shirt. He says his dad's looking after it for him now. He, dad's not going to let him touch it again. Talking That's of a shirts, lovely little story. Talking of shirts, I remember going round to uh, Barry Neville, who, who came on, uh, football agent, a few few months ago. And yeah. he looks after Teddy Sheringham. And I remember going round uh, in his, his garage. Uh, he's got about four dustbin bags. I'm not kidding. Like, jam-packed full of shirts that Ted's swapped with and some of the shirts that are in that bag that have never been washed. There's DNA in there. We can recreate some of these geniuses. Um, he's, got some, he's got some unbelievable shirts in there, like just stuffed in a bag in a garage. I went to, um, it's a good shirt story for you, and in Germany 2006, I hadn't been to Berlin and I'd already done my last game in Hamburg and the BBC said, come to, come to Berlin and uh, for a couple of days before we go home. So I went, I went to Berlin with my floor manager and we went around Berlin, went to, you know, all the, all the, the things from the Second World War and, and all the tourist things you see in Berlin and everything in about 24 hours, 48 hours. Anyway, while we were there, we were in the, in the hotel and uh, in walks Pele. No, he was sitting there, I beg your pardon, he was sitting there next to a piano and I've gone to the boys there. That's Pele over there. And I'd met him once before in embarrassing circumstances, which I'll tell you another day. Anyway, so I've, I've, I've got two Brazil shirts upstairs and they were 10, Brazil 10 shirts, his number, but uh, that was referred to in those days Ronaldinho, I think. So anyway, I've gone upstairs, come back down. And I said, oh, uh, went up to Pelé. I'd had a few. And I went, oh, I've, I've, I've met you before, actually. I met you before with Bobby Moore in 1990. Oh, yes, of course, I remember. Pelé's voice very down here, very deep. And uh, of course he didn't remember, but he was being Pelé. And, uh, yeah. and I went, um, I've, got, I've, got, I've, got, I've got two shirts here. Um, to sign, they're Pele, they're, they're Brazil ten shirts. I bet he went well I done. Said, now went, piss he off. Went, he, no, he went. He went. Yes, I said they're not. They're not. They're not your ten shirts. They're Ronaldinho. You went. No, it's ten. It's always my shirt. And I went. Yeah. Oh, I said, can you, can you, can you sign them for my boys? Of course. What is your son's name? Sam. And what is the other son's name? William. Okay. And uh, what school do they go to? And I said, uh, Oh, Middle Street School in Brighton. Oh. Middle Street School, yes, it's a very good school. And I thought, wow, you're good. You're good. You're yeah. very good, Pele. Yeah, he was great. a real salesman, you know. But he, yeah. he signed him and I had a little natter with him. And I've got the, the boys have got those ten uh, those Pele shirts uh, up on the walls, you know. I'm just going to change the subject here a little bit. In terms of balance, I saw, I saw a thing on a website this morning in a report of what this World Cup's been like, saying, you know, the, the fan park's been absolutely ram jam full. Hasn't. It hasn't. You know, I've been out to the Corniche and uh, you walk down there and some days there's no one there. Mm. You know, the games is a different matter, but it's nothing like Germany in 2006 when in front of the Brandenburg Gates they, they said there was a million, you know, or, or a million walking down the Champs-Élysées after France. Yeah. The one in 99. It's nothing like that. And and this report went on to say, um, you know, the, the 
it's been a peaceful World Cup because there's been no alcohol here. The, the fans that are here have been drinking in the pubs and the hotels, yeah. which they can do. Well, I know why that is. There's, I can answer that straight away because no disrespect to anyone. And if the shoe fits, then, you know, you better put it on. Uh, it's, it's, it's priced out, the yobs. It's, they've been priced out, you know. They're, well, they're that, not, that's, that's partially true, but the reports, the, the reports, that report of this World Cup as it's panning out, was, was not true. That we're not, we're, we are seeing people having drinks in, in, in pubs and hotels. Correct. And, and, and but they're out. not the kind of people that are going to go out and then stick no. the bottle they've just drunk out of in your well, mush. No. But, and, you know, there isn't drink at the stadia. That's the thing. But, and and this, this report I read saying there's no drink in the fan parks. There is. There is. Oh, it's no. just... It's the, the, the report... This is a... I've said this before... This is a World Cup, as they have progressively become, a World Cup for televisual pictures. So you are seeing that wonderful skyline of what's called the the West Bay in in Doha with all the lit-up skyscrapers and and five, six-star hotels. You're seeing that. That doesn't tell the story of Doha. You know, that's just like saying, right, let's light up to Eiffel Tower and say, this is is Paris, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's not... You're seeing pictures... We're all seeing pictures here that paint a wonderful picture, a wonderful image, and that's what you're supposed to see. And they flash around, you know, groups of fans. The African supporters here have been fantastic. The, the South American supporters here have been fantastic. But the English fans, by and large, aren't here in their numbers. German, Germany virtually boycotted it. Spain, uh, I know, um, I think it's Guillaume Belliger, I'm not too sure whether it was, has gone on record saying they're not interested back in Spain and, and in this World Cup. And it... it, it these things have to be said. Yes, we're seeing fantastic football now, fun football. We saw sustained brilliance from Brazil. Portugal yesterday were very, very good. England, very, very good. France absolutely dismantled their team the other day. Um, it was it Poland. But, um, you know, it's still for me flawed. It's still for me flawed. Well, the other thing is timing as well, remember. You know, a lot of people are in this, you know, this part of where we are geographically, what you're saying about Spain and whatever. Generally, people are... Are working, aren't they? So, well, I've my live game, which is Friday, uh, at seven o'clock your time, peak time Friday, it's live on the BBC. It's Netherlands, Argentina. It's the game I wanted, um, wow, which I'm really that's pleased. Gonna be, that's going to be great, that is. And, are, are it you, is. Have you got to do any notes on any of those? You've done them, haven't you? I've done those. You just update now, you update and you go back and see, try and watch video of their last games that I haven't, that I, you know, I just refresh myself. So uh, it's not as much work as I would have had, say, doing Croatia, Brazil, because I haven't done Croatia and um, or Morocco, and also it means that um, I'm coming home a day early. So I shall go virtually from the stadium to the airport, and fly home, which means that I will be able to watch England against France in my local pub. That's going to be weird, isn't it? That's going to be night. very, very weird. Here, riddle me this um, before we uh, before we just touch on England and wrap up for today. Um, do you know what I find, and it's usually on Match of the Day, but I've noticed it on, on a couple of the catch-up shows here, not so much with you, but with some of the BBC commentators when you watch Match of the Day, they, they'll make a statement about a player and then go, and, oh, and wouldn't, wouldn't it be amazing if he went on and scored the winner or something? And then, lo and behold, you know what's going to happen. Do they do that? Do they, at the end of the game, do, like, pick-ups? Because it's a bit, no. sometimes you go... No, was, not like so, that, they don't. Not like, not like yeah, that. Well, I did a game recently, Bournemouth against Spurs, and I've read the game, 
you know, I used all my experience and I've read the game and I'm thinking Spurs are going to come back into this game. They, they were 2-0 down, I think. They're going to come back into this game. Right. And they did. And then I said they could go on and win it. And they did. And then some clowns put up the fact that they thought that those lines were, were stitched in afterwards. No, they weren't. They were done live. Right, Terry, so you, you, you get people. You get people will come up to you and say, "Yeah, well, you only do six minutes commentary." <laughs> you, know, you do six minutes. You You're there for the that. whole game, and then well, they I say you do you do it, do you do that, it from but... a studio in Manchester. And you, match of the day commentators are at the grounds. Yeah. Well, I've had people saying to me, phoning me up for me, "Are you out in Doha? Are you there?" You know, it's it is bizarre, but you can't win, so you just keep quiet. And, I wonder. And... I wonder if it will come a point though in the next World Cup where actually that could be posing the question. We spoke about that, but the cost of it and the green side of stuff, you might be in a studio uh, doing. Yeah, it I mean, I, I'm not going. I'm not going to lie to you. There are one or two games from a, uh, from here that have been highlights games on the BBC, and I believe ITV have done the same that have been done by commentators back at home. The live games and my highlights games and those of Steve Wilson and. Kai Mowbray and Steve Bow, we've done them all out here, but one or two uh, lesser games I think have been done from, from, from a couple of commentators back home from my TV and BBC. But you're right to raise the question about America, Mexico and Canada because in order to sustain a green World Cup, much greener than this farce has been, then, um, then how, how are you going to do it? How are you going to travel all those miles? It's not just, you know, I go with a floor manager, I go with a sound man to set up the sound. The people are going to do the interviews, they, so they've got a camera, da-da-da, and then there's the presenters, there's three, four of them, and then there's the floor manager in there, and, and, and it's, it's a big team, you know, and then you've got BBC Radio as well and BBC News. They're going to have to think about it, yeah, and I, I know they think, are thinking I about it. I don't think it'll be a green thing. I think it'll be a cost thing more than anything. The BBC should consider that, and the BBC do consider that. Yeah, yeah, there, was art, there was an article in a paper back at home about this, this block of apartments we're staying in. And the apartment's lovely, Terry. I can't, you know, the, the apartment I'm in is, is lovely, I, and I can't deny that. But this, this, apparently it was in a newspaper back at home that we're in this big swanky area of Doha, the up-and-coming glitzy area of Doha. It's, we're far from that. Mm. It's, it's not, it's, you know... You feel safe walking around. I've 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 never been to a World Cup where I felt more safe. But you, there's nothing here. There's no, a supermarket I, I down told the road. You, but I told you that. It, it, apart from that blingy bit that you talk about, Doha yeah. is. It, in fact, the, uh, Bahrain is like that as well. There's not really anything. It's just. It's just. I found it just just be really insipid, grey, and lots of flies as well. There was always flies everywhere when I when I've been there. But anyway. Just let's turn our thoughts to to uh, to before we have a bit of time off here because we've got a little break now, haven't we? Uh, before the games. Um, right? oh, yeah, there's right? another right? day tomorrow. There's another day tomorrow, and then and then the games start on Friday. Friday. Saturday, yeah, England, yeah. England, England against France. Let's let's have a look at that because I think I think for England to beat France without penalties, England will need to score three goals because I can see France scoring two against England. And it won't just be Mbappe. And people are saying, well, you know, he'll be up against Kyle Walker. Yes, he will be. And I think Kyle Walker early on can match him pace for pace. Whether he can match him pace for pace 75 minutes into the game is a different matter. But I've seen him so often in, in France uh, for the BT uh, League homework that I do. He'll spot a weakness in the centre of the defence. He'll go in there and run against yeah, centre-backs yeah, yeah. there. Or he'll change flags. Yeah. You've got Griezmann in this, in this role that he's playing. You've got, they get crosses in... Better crosses than they've had from Dembele at times. Giroud's going to be a danger in the air. I can see France scoring a couple of goals. But that defence, Terry, you, you've mentioned this to me on the, mm, on the podcast. Mm. That defence isn't, isn't that secure, you know. And um, I, I can certainly see England I can certainly see England scoring. I can certainly see Griezmann won't 
defend all the time in that no. midfield role he is. And I, I can see Declan Rice powering through. Well, I can see Declan Rice scoring in this game. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I think Declan Rice and Henderson and then, of course, the flair of the magic of, of um, Bellingham. I mean, I mean yeah. that, that, that alone matches what we've just spoke about. I don't think we can match quite match uh, Mbappe. But having said that, in a completely different animal, we do have Harry Kane. I mean, he's a different animal to Mbappe, but you give... You give Harry the ball and he's in the right. He's going to boom, boom, score. He's a threat, man. You know, he's I got like to have his great, He's got to have his, he's, he's going to have a great moment in this World Cup. You know, he, he hasn't had you know, a this, great this, moment yet. But well, he's going he to hasn't, have one. but he's been he has been massive in, in uh, that front line. It's so, so many people gave Kane, you know, a bit, bit, a little bit of stick. People were giving him in after the US game, and I was thinking he, he was defending unbelievably. I think he put about three corners out. You know, he works. He works so well. He's a fantastic footballer, Harry Kane. Also, Fantastic. I think so. Let's not forget we've got we've got Harry Kane, and let's not forget the, as I always talk about that bench. I mean, I mean, look at that. You could what you could bring on. It's just stupid. And, and the also, keepers. One more thing: the keepers. We have three phenomenal keepers. Well, that's what I was going to come on to here now because I think we we've also got Harry Maguire at set pieces, and they're not good at defending set pieces. And Loris, bless his soul, been a great goalkeeper in the time. Mm. You know, I think he's captain his country. Is he captain his country a hundred times or whatever? Anyway, but he um, he's not more. great at set pieces. He stays on his line, Terry, and he's on his heels on his. On, he's not on his toes on the line. And I, I I just wonder about them defending set pieces. It's going to be a wonderful game. I hope. I can't see it being cagey. I cannot see it. If we sit back and defend on our twenty yards out from goal, then. Then no, no we can't. He, he, look, we, look, we don't even play the game. We've watched it for years. I mean, we have po- both played at quite a high standard, but you can't let, and anybody knows this, you can't let a team come on to you unless tactically, you know, you're playing on a counter-attack. But, so it's going to be a real, it's going to be, it's going to be right up in the middle. It's going to, everyone's going to push right up here. It's going to be, it's going to, I hope it's going to be the, the game of the tournament. It's probably going to be more exciting than the final this, at this point. I, you know, finals. I, 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 it would it'd be, it, be be fitting a final, wouldn't it? It would be be, oh, fitting be a final. brilliant. But but actually, maybe maybe not because they can be very cagey affairs finals, can't they? They can be like I sometimes find finals a bit like the end of a box set when you go, really? I'm going the end of Messi. I'm afraid. I think Netherlands. I just got a funny feeling about Netherlands. I'm going. Sorry, France to beat England. I'm going Brazil to beat Croatia. I think that'd be a good game. That that'll be an open game. And I'm going Portugal to beat Morocco. And I th- the, the semi-finals will be France, Portugal, and the Netherlands against Brazil. And got, the final will be Brazil, France. We we got the wall chart. We got the wall chart. Uh, yeah. Okay. Well, we'll see. We'll see. I think um, I think Argentina will win that. Brazil will win. I think England, France. I, you know what? I don't know why, but you 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 do tend to think we might get beaten there. Uh, and Portugal will beat Morocco. But uh, we'll see. We'll see. That brings us to the end of another exciting and brilliant insight to the world of world football with Jonathan Pierce. Until okay, then, until then, Jonathan, adios. See you later. JPT, the football friendly. Sports Social Podcast Network. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.